What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Great week this week. Tokyo Vice is upon us. Look, I am hype. I'm super, super hype. We, we've, we've hyped this up for a while. I can't wait to talk about it. It is incredible. Winning time is good. Super excited to talk about that. We got close enough back. Going to talk about that. Sorry, Atlanta fans. Give me one more week. Just one more week. We'll talk about it next week. And for the Halo people out there, don't watch that shit. Shit is ass. <laughs> I almost watched it today, and then I, I remembered what you said, and I was like... Five out of ten. Damn. Five out of ten. And you didn't even like the Halo game, so it's not even like... What are you talking about? No, no. I the only the sole reason I bought Xbox was because Halo. Oh well, then you should watch it then. Because if you like, I thought you didn't like Halo. I thought you were more Call of Duty. That's what I was gonna say. No. Oh, it's it's kind of if you're not a Halo fan, then don't watch. But if you're a fan of Halo, then you should watch it. But it is a five out of ten. All right. <laughs> like I don't know what Pablo Shriver's doing with his career right now. <laughs> Porn stash. There, I'll tell you, there's some people right now that I think that are like really doing well, and there's some people that I think are like stinking it up yeah there are some stinkers right now you know actually i just finished the dropout and i think amanda cypher just had her best one of her best performances i've ever seen oh and that hulu show like i'm not saying best performance i've ever seen but i mean like one of her best performances yeah no i get you you. i've never been that big an amanda cypher fan so you think she's killing it right now great job okay yes yeah i mean like it's one of those things where i think that she could go on a roll like if she's acting acting now then like Mm, okay go for it so she's with like like the i'd say the actresses who are killing it right now zendaya uh, i mean she's probably not with the, with those names oh <laughs> well she might I'm be at the bottom like, well i'm talking like she's like someone who i think you know could do some solid tv work okay maybe a supporting role okay i'm okay, saying okay. like she's like headlining movies now okay okay i get you i get you i get what you're saying okay you're talking about like people who are who like have a name, but they're like they're not necessarily gonna be movie movie stars, but they could be good on TV. I get you. Okay, let me. And see. like, if I was if thinking about it even harder, I'd tell you some of like the younger people that I think are really like they're popping on the screen. You're seeing it. like that that one dude who was on White Lotus that was the brother. Like he's oh been yeah catching good roles recently. Shit, and I, I like, mean that girl uh, from was Screams the thing that he killing just it right now. I was like, holy shit! Like that dude is in this. You heard what I said? That girl from Scream's killing it. Oh, yeah. She's killing it, too. Jenna Ortega? She's out there. Yeah. Like, she's really out there. And that dude, uh, whatchamacallit, from Bridgerton, uh, Ray J, whatchamacallit. Yeah. He out there. I'm trying to think of some more people that's just Oh, like, no. It was, the, yeah, it was that dude, because he, I just saw him in Pam and Tommy or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. And then he, he got cast in Craven, which is, you know, not really... Best thing, but I mean, we're, we got Aaron Taylor Johnson, and we have some names that are in Craven. You know, Brandon's going to be the next Morbius, but yeah, oof, pe- yeah, people are talking about Morbius, even bad and bad, as bad as it is. <laughs> people are saying it's horrible. <laughs> but the other thing about that is that was a Jared Leto headed movie, and I heard that Matt Smith actually was all right. Look, Jared so Leto like, hasn't had a good movie in God knows how long since he was in. Uh, because House of Gucci was meh. Yeah. Well, he won one or was nominated for Razzie for best worst performance for that movie. <laughs> hey, and that Cole Sprouse uh lady movie, that Cole Sprouse movie on HBO Max, trash. Oh no, I'm not watching that that way. Trash. 
trash. Cole Sprouse is like, he's becoming like a guy who's just putting out stinkers. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not necessarily, he said when he got into Riverdale that like his acting thing kind of like came back, mm. but it's not like anyone's trying to cast Cole Sprouse because at the end of the day, he's Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Like, you know, it took it took Josh Peck a long time. Like, you know, yo, that's a that's a name. That's a name of someone who's like on the come up right now. So, like, if Cole Sprouse wants a career in acting, you know, you got to take your lickings. And Josh Peck is now in Oppenheimer with Nolan. I mean, like, Mm hmm. And and the dude from Everybody Hates Chris is killing it, too, right now. True. He was in Abbott. He was in Billy Holiday. He's in Black Lady Sketch Show. Like, dude is killing it. Yeah, the, yeah there's, there's some people who can transition from the kid show generation and then can succeed as an adult, but not a lot of it comes from Disney that I can think of. You know, I Hillary can't. Duff is having a resurgence, but if he, you know, Shia LaBeouf is could be could have been up he there. He got his own way. He got in his own way, yeah. So I mean, shit, Lizzie's killing it. We're not gonna do that. Lizzie's doing a good job. You know, Zendaya, of course, was a Disney person, so I can't yeah. Zendaya like breaks the mold, but like everybody else besides Zendaya and Lizzie McGuire, kind of shit in the bed. Besides, like the musicians, like the Jonas Brothers and like Demi Lovato, Zach Efron. Efron not really doing nothing. He's not doing nothing right now. Efron no. kind of fell off. Efron's yeah. part of that club that fell off. Like Tom Hardy, he kind of fell off. Ooh. That's my hot take because I, I was listening to somebody, uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan Russillo's podcast, and he sat down with someone who wrote a book about Mad Max. And I learned a lot of stuff about Mad Max that I didn't know that Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy had beef, that like Tom Hardy isn't the easiest to work with, like that Mad Max wasn't supposed to be made. It was like 13 years in the process, like all kind of crazy shit. And like Tom Hardy was at, at one point was like hotter than fish grease. Dude was in Mad Max, Dark Knight. Uh, he did a fucking rom-com with Chris Pine that like people don't talk about where they were both spies with, I think Reese Witherspoon, like Tom Hardy was, yeah, doing, I that he was doing fucking everything. Like, t- like I, Tom Hardy hasn't been in a movie since like Venom has kind of put that stink on him. May, yeah, I guess so. Cause he's been doing, he's been spending so much time doing that. The next thing that he has coming up is Havoc, the Gareth, the Gareth Evans movie with the old man. Ooh, that's gonna be good. Or, yeah, that's so th- that might end up changing your opinion. I think like he's just he needed a good project because Capone wasn't good in 2020. Yeah, Capone was kind of ass. That's what I'm talking about. Shit in the bed though. Capone, Venom. He's had a bunch of stinkers. Like, what else has been out recently? Like, just look at that's it. it. That's it for him. Okay, what was in 2019? Besides Nothing. Peaky Blinders. That's oh no, he's great in that. Doing. Yeah, he's great in that. So. I did 2019, 2018. 2018, he was in some an episode of a show. 2017, he had Dunkirk. Mm, okay, Dunkirk was his last good role. Reason. Yeah, Dunkirk was his last good role. Um, but yeah, we'll see what, what's to come with him. But you know, we're going to be talking about some people today. That not a lot of news. Are kind of, yeah, but you know, they kind of are in this thing. There's some people who are trying to resurge. Some people mm-hmm. who you know are, are breaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but- and I thought today, since today's a light day, since we're doing more reviews, I was going to share and see, get your thoughts on my Batman fan casting because those shits are hard. We could do that at the end, though, if it's not yeah. too late. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, the lead Star Wars story is more news on Ahsoka as 
Peter Ramsey, the Into the Spider Verse director, is going to direct Ahsoka. Nice. Well, I mean, okay. you know, I direct feel like direct is, is yeah, because I mean, you can direct an episode, so like, but it's he's know, not show running, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, people were kind of like acting like he was going to be doing this. Like, oh yeah, well, I mean, he's going to do one episode. Probably gonna be a hell of an episode. I mean, yeah, I mean that's cool. Like Bryce Dallas Howard does an episode. We got Taika Waititi doing an episode like that. That yeah, like good for that guy if he wants to, you know, get into live action and start doing that. Great to take Star Wars as a first step, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, but it's definitely a good name to have on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's good to see like some of those directors that do animated do stuff, big things, or you know, or you know, are famous and but haven't been given this platform i guess mm, so this okay. is like kind of a big opportunity for him to show a huge audience like i can what do is, this with this i mean shit spider-verse is the biggest that's a big platform well i mean yeah but i mean like you know you're, you're looking for like a second act yeah fair 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 but, but he, has a new, he has a new one coming up and that's gonna be out this year which is gonna be great it was supposed to be out now yeah true originally true true, true. Uh, but next up for hbo max kind of a big story here the Graphic novel, the YA graphic novel about the origins of DC's Aqualad, You Brought Me the Ocean, is going to be in development as a series. The live action one hour dramedy is based on the characters from DC and the graphic novel by Alex Sanchez and Jewel March. Okay, yeah, this would be cool. This is not necessarily going to, they took, uh, so there's basically two different Aqualads. There's the one from Young Justice, which is Cal Durham, and then there's Jackson Hyde. And like, they're, they're basically separate, similar origins, kind of. And this will probably go over Jackson Hyde's origin story with Black Manta, him dealing with that, fighting that, him coming out of the closet. Him, It's yeah. actually like a really good story. Charlize Theron's producing it. But I believe that this is what, when it was rumored that Will Smith was taking Jaden and talking to him about doing a big superhero movie. I think everybody was talking about Miles Morales and Static. I think it's this. You think he's going to get cast? I think it's this, yeah. I think he's going to be Aqualad. I could see that. That's what makes yeah, that makes I, more sense can, than Miles Morales and Static. It does. Well, and I can also see... I could see him embracing that a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a character that he would like yep. crave to play. Yep, and uh, apparently he's been like seen like taking... I don't want to say swimming lessons, but he's been seen at pools recently working out. Oh, so like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that you say it, I can't really think of someone else that could really do it. Like, right this isn't now. Caleb McLaughlin's role. Like, Caleb McLaughlin no. is built for static. This it's isn't. Not, this isn't that little boy Shemek from Moore. Oh, definitely not Shamik Moore, and it's not the dude Miles Brown from Blackish. He's Miles Morales no. to me. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, Jayden. and based on like what the the graphic novel, the look of it's uh, Jaden, bro. Jackson Hyde is, is Jaden. So it, like, yeah. Especially you probably, when you take in the rumor that like, it first. that Will was like, because there was the rumor that Will was uh preparing him or talking to him about a comic book role that he was going out for. And we still haven't heard like what that is. I'm telling you, I think it's this. Are he, if he doesn't get casted, then we'll find out that he was trying out for this. What but is I, the perception of Jaden Smith right now in the wake of all of that's happened? I mean, I think Jaden Smith's still, you know, good guy. I don't think we judge him by his parents. No, I mean, if anything, I think that it kind of helps him. Yeah, it gives him a little buzz. Like, ooh, what's Jane like, Smith going to do? Like, we don't yeah. hurt, we don't, we don't shame Journey Smollett for her sucky-ass brother, Jussie. Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> like, like Journey Smollett's fucking Black Canary. We love her. Fuck Juicy. <laughs> we can't blame uh, Jaden for Will and Jada's nonsense. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, but like, yeah, think that's, about that's that. Journey Smollett Bell is going through black. She is Black Canary. She has Lovecraft out, hottest show, killing it, actress. And then she has to combat. Oh yeah, my brother lied about being hung by by MAGA supporters. Turns out it was two Nigerians. Like <laughs> what? Like what the fuck is that? Like I know I know they was at their house mad as hell. Like why the fuck you did that? <laughs> Forever, that's gonna be one of my favorite memories of just like uh, working in the media at that moment because like that was just the wildest story that was happening. <laughs> That was a crazy time, man. That was crazy. Dude's going to jail. Wild. <laughs> like five years. Wow. <laughs> five months. Five months. That's that's still a little time. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, excited about the Aqualad stuff. Will we maybe see anything put together with some of what we're getting? We're getting, you know, Blue Beetle. We're getting Static Shock. Shit. We're getting we, Batgirl. We got to wait because this nigga Ezra might be getting recast. Well, I'm just saying, like, with, within the young superheroes, so, oh. like I said, we're getting Batgirl, we're getting Blue Beetle, we're well, getting Well, see, Aqualad. I think Batgirl's going to be more of the adult, but I'm with you with Static, Blue Beetle, and th- that could lead to, like, Teen Titans type of shit, maybe. Young J, but I, I feel Teen like... Teen Titans is a good point, yeah. I feel like they'll call it Young Justice, though, so they don't infringe be on Titans. That and, Titans. and there's the Titan show, but... We got to wait and see what happens with Ezra. It, it, it also depends on what happens with that Flash, because if they try and make that Supergirl part of that universe, they, you know, they could do that. They but they, but they're saying that she's going to be Justice League. And I don't think this, I don't think Aqualad about to be in the well, Justice, Justice League. But my thing is, DC having that emergency meeting, man. <laughs> Ezra about to get canned. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's happening? I mean, we, we talked got, about last week. We got to think about who's going to be the new the new Flash. Like, let's get somebody that fits the I role. I did see the rumors out there. Is like, we're not rumors of people saying, you just move to Wally West. That's what I, look, that's what I want. Like, you might as well just call it Wally. Like, let's get a redhead in there. Let's do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd say you change it up for sure. Because I mean, a lot of people really just want Wally West anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like, they need to just acknowledge it's the a, fact that they accepted it with Green they were Lantern. doing a Barry Allen in the mindset of doing Wally West with Ezra Miller anyway. And that's my thing. Like, they've accepted that, oh, because of the Justice League TV show, the most popular Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. But what they don't realize from that same TV show, it wasn't fucking Barry Allen. It was Wally West. No one likes Barry Allen. Barry Allen's a thing of the 60s. Like, we do not like Barry Allen. Grant Gustin is the only person who people even know of Barry Allen. Like, the Flash yeah. that this generation, our generation knows is Wally West. Well, I mean, maybe not this generation because of uh, Grant Gustin's Grant show, Gustin. but our generation, like the generation like slightly before us, it was Wally West. Like, it's not fucking Barry Allen. Barry, like I said, Barry Allen is from the 60s. Yeah, so let's just do that. Mm-hmm. New casting. I'm waiting. Don't have to worry about it. Uh, but we have one trailer this week. It's uh, how do you say it? Uh, Suzume no Tajar. Suzume no Tojimari, which is great. It's from the director who made Weathering with You and Your Name, both iconic anime movies. It is basically Locking this dude. Key. This dude is the new generation's 
uh, Miyazaki. If you know Miyazaki, he made all those Studio Ghibli films, which are on HBO Max, like How's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke. Um, I'm trying to think of the fame. Uh, uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, that type of shit. He is this generation's him. But he has a little bit of the dude who made perfect blue. Hold on. I got to look up. because I, I don't know if it's a dude or a woman. Let me just make sure. Well, why but, are you looking up? It's pretty much lock and key. That's what I see, gather. See, see I, I think it's going to be different. You're right. In terms well, it's going to be different. Premise. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, the, the main magical concept. Yeah. They, they got keys to doors. He's like, this dude is like Satoshi Kon, who made perfect blue fused with Miyazaki. Like, your name is the only movie... In, that has ever made me flat out ball. I've cried at some movies like tears, but the, your name made me sob when you find out what happened. That movie is so touching. It is like one of the only slice of life that I watch. And then he followed it up with Weathering With You, which is arguably just as good, if not better. Like this is probably one of the most anticipated movies coming out of Japan in a long time. Wild. Yeah, so, no, this, I mean, I this is gonna be huge. Out here too, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's definitely coming out here. Gonna be in theaters. He might win. He's probably gonna win an Oscar because it's coming out in you November. Think? He's gonna probably win best animated best animated movie. What are they gonna do? Sub and dub? You think? Probably. You can do that at the same time. Yeah, that's Part what they do release? for the. That's what they do for the uh, Shonen movies. Like the JJK movie got subbed and dubbed at the same time. I mean, for that, yeah, I I would go to see that sub. This movie, yeah, I would, I would recommend seeing this movie subbed as well. Seeing yeah, it how, like, how they intended. Yeah. Yep. Because I mean, like you know, I even like wish I would have seen How's Movie Castle so. Yeah. Well, know. see, okay, no, that one, that well, Christian one, Bale's I, good. Yeah. What I mean, I'm saying like that's one where I think because they don't put that time in everything. Like Christian Bale saw that movie and was like, I want to be in this and I want to make it like the sub. Like I love this so you much. Think that would be. A, a good future for anime if some prime actors decided they wanted to voice if they the if they really like fought hard to keep it like the original if they're not trying yeah. to change anything like if they're fans of it do it right like that's my only thing like christian bale did house moving castle right but it have to be done like how he did it yeah so yeah, you know yeah. but but yeah she's, we'll she's gonna be gas you know that'd be cool uh, so uh, my Erskine nice. is going to star opposite Donald Glover in the upcoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith series at Amazon. Nice. Erskine takes over from Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who had to be replaced. Yeah, due to creation. But they're still friends. Donald Glover talked about it in an interview. Yeah. My Erskine is an actually amazing replacement. She's on fire in terms of comedy. Honestly, if it wouldn't have been Maya Erskine, the next person I would have thought would be Quinta Brunson. Like people like that who are killing it right now in terms of comedy. I think this is a huge cast for her. Yeah, it is. Coming off her show. And especially like she, this is Donald Glover saying like she's the next female comedian up. Like at first it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge because of Fleabag. Like obviously she's an Oscar. She's Emmy winning. Like Maya Erskine, like people know of Pin 15, but like it's not, it's not Fleabag. And it's like, that's her acting like a A child. Yeah. Like, you know, I've never really seen her do anything like this. this no yeah and then like will she be doing action in it because it's mr and mrs smith like she will that, she'll have that's, to that's huge so it's gonna be something i'm interested in definitely want to see that but speaking of donald glover he was interviewed recently um about atlanta mm-hmm. and um they got to talking about dave um 
Glover kind of shaded Dave on Twitter last fall and compared mm. when comparing the two shows. And he said, I'm watching y'all say Dave is on par. Like y'all forgotten what we did. No respect. We got black people on here debating which, which is better. And I'm the sellout. Mm. That's what, I was, what he said. I think we talked about that in a while back. And like, yeah, we did. You know, because we did mention when people were t- having that conversation, we were like, well, you just don't remember what Atlanta was doing. Yeah, no facts, no facts. It's a different show. Yeah. So, um, and like this past episode, you know, you didn't see it, of course, but like this past episode shows why it's like, it's a different show. And the okay. first episode too. I mean, like the those episodes that are, the first episode and the fourth episode are with are outside of the timeline. No urn, no paper boy, no anything. Mm, okay. They're their, they're their own thing. And so that's like what makes it different because they're literally telling like these vignettes Jordan Peele esque styles episodes. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you say about Dave now? Okay. Glover said that Dave has an artificial flavor Ooh. to it. Yikes. Oh wait. But he does say he does he does like the show, but he bothers it bothers him when Atlanta's compared to it. Mm, okay. Um, okay. He went on to explain what his idea for Dave should be. The organic show should be about a white rapper who's more successful than his black peers from the jump because he's more accessible. But what he actually wants is to be part of the culture, but his success keeps him from it. And a lot of his black peers and friends resent him for it, but also feel like they have to fuck with him because it's good for them. That's the internal struggle I see anyway. See? Which I feel like is kind of shade. But see, also, I I feel like that it's 100% shade. But I feel like just that pitch right there shows how Donald Glover's better than Dave. Dif- like, well, yeah, that, and also shows how he's different. That show would be honestly incredible. Like, I would love to see that. that's Mac Miller's story of like that sounds like an episode that he would produce for Atlanta. Yeah, like and that. We- that sounds like Mac Miller's story. Wanting to like he did the uh fucking early Mac Miller shit, the frat boy shit, Blue Slide Park that every white guy loved, and black people were like bro, this nigga not it. And then he he wanted to be a part of the culture. He was making dope music. Certain street people didn't accept him until like TDE and everybody was fucking with him. Then Mac Miller became that guy accepted by black culture and became the best white rapper to black people. So like, I feel like that would be a great premise, but I do like Dave, but I get Donald Glover well, yeah, and like, Do- it kind of feels like a ripoff. I get Donald that. Glover, he could direct and produce the Mac Miller biopic starring Angus Cloud. Hey, look, Angus know that's his role. That's going to be the role of his life. Like, they just need to do that and let's just get that going exactly. <laughs> before Angus gets too old. <laughs> uh, the if, last not, thing if not, wait, if they can't give it to Angus, they can double back around when old boy gets old enough. Who, Ashtray? Yeah. <laughs> if they miss the Angus boat, they can double back around yeah. when Ashtray gets old enough. <laughs> he, he, pull, he pulled out of acting. He said that he wants to be Olympic boxer. Oh, Ashtray goes, he gonna get hit one time and then say, I'm back in that acting. <laughs> and let, uh, let, let, let Ashtray explore life, but I'm guaranteeing he's gonna be back to acting. The last bit of shade Donald Glover had was a food analogy to conclude his thoughts on Dave saying, it's a good burger, you should eat fast because the ingredients are fresh by a guy who didn't study at a culinary school but paid close attention Jesus. to other burger spots and has a plug on the good ingredients. Jesus, that's shade, bro. He does not like Dave. That's, but like, yeah. I, I get why he's upset because if you're him, you're at FX, you just pitched this, this show about 
being in a rap and like doing this like weird eccentric thing. And then Dave comes out. Granted, we've always said it's been different, but I could see how you could say it's similar. But like, I, I think the show's different enough, but like uneducated, or let me not even say uneducated people, people who are like not deep diving completely into the shows themselves don't see the difference, which is kind of shitty for Donald Glover. Because yeah, Atlanta's Dave, on a different level than Dave. Like, it, it's, you know, that they compare it because of a story on FX with a rapper mm-hmm. involved in it. But they're two completely different but shows. But there's two completely different stories where Atlanta's kind of like, something more than just the music industry where Dave mm-hmm. is pretty much a story about being in the music industry. And exactly. To, Dave is know, more entourage. Like, Atlanta is more or its own thing. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even tell you it. Like Dave is really just Californication, but with rapping or like entourage, but with rapping. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. No, which is yeah, five, five was about me. Um, so speaking of, Great shows, Netflix and The Crown uh, have been in discussions <laughs> over a prequel over uh, to the British royal drama series. Uh, the prequel would start at the death of Queen Victoria in 1901 and would run up to where The Crown began, which was the wedding of Queen Elizabeth II in 1947. We might as well uh, just go Crown. all the way back to the 1800s, baby. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, Crown, the Crown creator <laughs> would pen the prequel and it would run for three to five seasons. Hmm. AKA, we might as well just keep going back. Like, let's just do the history of England while we had. Fuck this well, show, bro. I don't give a all fuck. The, all, <laughs> all the fans of the crown, the crown are saying prequel. Y'all are just too big of pussies to give us right dying now. In a death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they're just like you, y'all don't want to tell that true story because you know that it was a, mm. some royal conspiracy that they got her killed. Mm. So shots fired at the creators for being scary. <laughs> no, nah, but I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, I just like the what they're doing with the historical. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're dramas. a Crown fan. Yeah, and, and like they got that First Lady show coming up soon. I was now that I'm a watch. Yeah, I was watching an interview with the three leads. Yeah, and, Viola um, Davis has Michelle Obama, and then Jackie O, baby. I'm watching that. That shit looks good. Yeah, that's, that's different than too. the Crown. Like the Crown is just well, it's the same good. kind of style is yeah. style of the show. I just, I guess I just don't give a damn about England's royalty. Like being the first lady is badass because I know they went through some shit. If you watch Vice and watch how Amy Adams did Dick Cheney's wife, I'll never forget. This is what endeared me to Amy Adams. I was like, oh, she's really that bitch. When she did the scene where she was talking to the liberal women like, yeah, my husband knows I run like. And then she went to the rednecks and was like, I got to fix his plate. Like, what's that's what's wrong with America? Women out here not knowing their place. I was just like, whoa, the code switch and the way she nailed it. It was awesome. And now, like seeing that from Jackie O's perspective, seeing that from Viola Davis's perspective is Michelle Obama. And then who's the third one? Um, It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Who's she playing? I think she's playing um, one of the Roosevelt wives. Oh, so they're going that far back. I thought they would have did like Clinton or some shit. Well, I mean, like that'd be the uh, World War Two. Okay. Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt. Okay, so uh, they do, the shit, no, that's Nixon's important wife. time. It's Nixon's wife. Oh, even better. <laughs> even better. <laughs> Nixon's wife? That's hilarious. But they can come back with season two and do, like you said, Roosevelt's wife or, or like the, they could pick three different ones. Oh, no, it's Betty Ford, Michelle Betty Obama, Ford, and it. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, that's a three. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I just think like stuff like that, you know, what the crown is doing, I feel like could be really 
interesting told with American history. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just how they we're gonna do that, but I am excited for some of the stuff that we're getting, like that John Adams style show. For I can't remember what the who it was. Yeah, I'm but, with you. I'm from for sure with you. Wait, who's playing anyway. Barack Obama? Oh, I thought they had my. I thought they have someone playing him. Who is no, it? I know, I know who it is. Okay, I, for some reason I I glanced at it and thought it was uh, Cal Penn, and I was like, wait, what? And no, it's not Cal Penn. It is Ot Fab Fagin Bellinell or Fagbenell. No, oh, I thought it was the dude who played um, Malcolm X and. No. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I don't. I don't think this dude ever played Malcolm X. But yeah, it's Betty Ford, uh, Michelle Obama, and Eleanor Roosevelt. So you did get. It. So it's not Jackie O. Okay. So what? What Betty Ford do? But, well, you know, the, it, what was interesting is they had to take over for Nixon right away. Oh. Uh, had a lot to do with like. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Well, season two better be Jackie O, Hillary Clinton, and we can go back to like Washington's wife. That, that's a good point those two would be really interesting like that's that's got to be like i get why you start with michelle obama and i get why you do the uh roosevelt like you said world war ii that makes a lot of sense and betty ford you get the nixon scandal and wow. jackie o they has had Eleanor a movie. roosevelt didn't they yeah that's 1990 no i think no no that's I'm right sure. no you're right that's 93 okay. to 93 war war 94 1945 yeah no you, you were right. right, but I get why you don't do Jackie O and Hillary because you just had the Monica Lewinsky show on FX and, and Jackie O had a movie. Jackie movies. Yeah. Exactly. But you save them for season two. Save, save your load. Yeah. Uh, so Better Call Saul, Brian Cranston nice. and Aaron Paul are going to return the Breaking Bad stars. They've, the they're going to meet. Nice. Of, uh, of the AMC series with Bob Odenkirk. So are they going rec- so to recreate that, that uh, shot where they walk into the office for the first time? I wouldn't know. Mm, I hope so. That'd be hard. Uh, so next, I kind of like got, Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad. I know that's I've heard been people like, say that. Yeah, I like it a little bit more. I'm not gonna lie. Slipping Jimmy, man. Um. So the next story we have is Apple has ordered the limited series, The Big Cigar, about Black Ooh. Panther leader Huey P. Newton. This is gonna be Six huge. I, I told, Six I was episodes. telling Jay today. Sorry, not to cut you off. I was just saying. Because we're talking about how HBO is the king of streamers and how Prime is second place in quality. And I was like, don't be surprised, y'all. Apple's a dark horse. Apple's coming with heat. I need to finish Severance. I heard it was really good. They, people are saying Severance is the, best TV show on, is the best show on TV. Like they said the it's the best show on TV I, over I everything. It's good. It's just like, mm. it's heavy. Okay. And it's like it's something I can't watch while I'm doing something else. Like I don't like this stuff. In. Zone in? Yeah, okay. Well, this um, is dope. But yeah, so the six-episode series hails from Warner Brothers Television. Andre Holland is in talks to star as Newton. Would be huge for him. Um, Jim Hecht, who recently created Winning Time at HBO, serves as writer and executive producer. Um, Janine Sherman, Barrio, showrunner for shows like Claws and Self Made, will be the showrunner. So if it's coming from Warner Brothers TV with all these HBO people, why isn't it on HBO? That makes me be like, hmm. That's a good point. Um, and uh, Don Cheadle is going to direct two episodes. Mm, okay. Ba- based on the Playboy article of the same name by Joshua B- Beerman, Beerman, the big cigar tells the true story of how Newton relied on his best friend, Bert Schneider, the Hollywood producer behind Easy Rider, to elude a nationwide manhunt and escape to Cuba while being pursued into exile by the FBI. Wild. Mm, yeah, no, this is going to be a crazy story. This is going to be an incredible story. If you like 
Judas and the Black Messiah. This is going to be right, right there on par with it. This is big for Andre Holland, man. I don't know if he can pull it off, but we're going to see. Because Newton's, Newton's pretty young. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and Andre Holland's not that, not that young. Like, no. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Newton died in his 30s. Um, let me see. I think so. Funny, funny story. That's who... Uh, that is who our, our favorite person from the Boondocks is named after. Oh, Huey. Yep. That's who he's named after. So, okay, yeah, Huey P. Newton died. Oh, no, he died at 47. Okay, Andre Holland can pull that off. Never mind. All right, well, I think, you know, having Andre Holland there, he's a pretty good actor. We'll see how he does. But, you know, having the guy who created Winning Time it's, yeah, it's uh, as one of the producers is going to be pretty strong. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, but what you, like what you said, from having them be the Warner Brothers HBO people and then not have it on be on HBO Max, kind of a question mark. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so a new thing for the streaming wars is having good reality programming. Disney Plus moves its one of its biggest assets, Dancing with Stars, off ABC and will now be exclusively on Disney Plus for two oh, seasons. Oh shit. They saying if you want to watch it, go to Disney Plus. Which I think is a power move. Yeah, it is. I, I fuck with it. So Hell Dancing yeah. with Stars will have its seasons 31 and 32 exclusively on Disney Plus. Probably okay, be I'm there for further news. Fuck yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, we're gonna talk about Bob Odenkirk again. He's going since his AMC show Better to Call Shaw is ending, he's going to, to have a new dramedy series on AMC called The Straight Man or called Straight Man, mm. uh, based on the Richard Russo novel of the same name, and is described as a midlife crisis tale set at Ralton or Railton College. Told in the first person by William Henry DeVereux Jr., played by Odenkirk, the unlikely chairman of the English department in a badly underfunded college in Pennsylvania, Rust Belt. Okay. Sounds He's pretty just always playing the uh, middle aged yeah. midlife crisis guy. Ever since no that boy shit, even before nobody. nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, talking about people who are trying to resurge their career, Jessica Alba is back she's going to star in the series adaptation of the of the book confessions on the 745 which is currently in development at netflix the show will be based on the lisa unger book of the same name is described as a psychological thriller about a working mom who jessica alba will play who meets a stranger on a train as she's commuting home who upends her life as her life unravels and betrayals are revealed she questions whether we can truly know her, know the people closest to us. Okay, I gotta see a trailer for this because Jessica Alba ain't acting years, but maybe she can, you know, bounce yeah. back. But it's new with Netflix. Mm. That, yeah, that's the question. Like the concept sounds like it could be interesting, and you know, book adaptations are better than anime adaptations. If you're, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But like you said, it's gonna be something we're gonna need to see a trailer from. Mm-hmm. Jessica Alba is a question mark, but Big good for time. her for trying to get back into it. Yeah, for sure. But like, yeesh. Um, so the after party creator Chris Miller confirms that they're going to be returning actors in season two. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is of course going to return as the detective, um, but Sam Richardson recently talked about in an interview that he that he would possibly reprise his role of a neek, and um, the. I think Ike Barinholtz is also rumored to return. Nice. They need to and, bring his brother um, in there too. Uh, 
Chris Miller confirmed that it's going to be a, a whole new murder, different shenanigans, different film styles. We have a dog in it. Um, and so what I think he's saying by that is that one episode is going to be completely told in like a dog's dog point perspective. Of view. Yeah. Kind of like um, some, some those types of movies. Yeah. Like in the first season, he had an episode that was all cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't they so have a like silent episode? Something similar to that. I don't think it something was like that. Silent. Yeah. But yeah, like they did it in different styles too. Styles for like mm-hmm. each thing. Like one of them was a musical. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, yeah, I'm gonna watch the after party because I hear it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's got a, a pretty good twist. Okay. There's some episodes that aren't funny. Yeah. Some episodes are really funny. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll peep game. Speaking of Apple TV, like I said, Severance renewed for season two at Apple TV. You need to finish it. Nice. Whoopi Goldberg is set to play Bird Woman in, upcom- in the upcoming anima- anim- Amazon series adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Anonymous Boys. Which I wonder if uh, whatchamacallit is going to... Oh, yeah, he is reprising his role. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Cool. Good for Whoopi Goldberg. Even though she's been under fire recently saying some wild shit. Yeah, true. Uh, Rob Lowe and his son, John Owen Lowe, have teamed up with Victor Fresco on the Netflix comedy series Unstable. The Lowe's will star in the series and also co-created it with Fresco, uh, with all three serving as executive producers. It's set in a cutting-edge biotech research company following an introverted, socially challenged son who goes to work with his very successful, wildly eccentric father in order to save him from disaster. It is inspired by Rob and John Owen's social media relationship and with John Owen often trolls his dad. Okay. The lows. The lows. <laughs> Whatever, man. Good for them. Whatever. <laughs> I don't give a uh, damn. And then the oh, worst yeah. Brie Larson's in fast of, of the whole Boo! thing. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson joins the family. <laughs> Boo! Jason, I saw Jason Momoa as the villain in the new family. Bro, get this. Jason, I had so much more respect for you and now breezing this shit. Get out of the family. The Rock got out the family. Didn't The Rock show y'all? Yeah. <laughs> the Rock is no longer family. And Vin Diesel went beg him on social media. Hey, brother, come back to the family. But he said it so, like, de- demeaning. He was like, you know, like, the family misses you. We all made our mistakes. Nah, bro. Just apologize. Say I was wrong and you need me back. <laughs> don't say yeah. it would be good for both of us because I don't need this shit. Give me Hobbs and Shaw, too. Exactly. He showed he make, can make just as much money as them with Hobbs and Shaw, which was and better than the last pass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fuck so the family. Like the news uh, moves us in the movie on the rise. The only last thing bit of news I did have is that Winning Time has been already producing, too. Nice. So that means it's time what for What are they going to do? Tell new stories. Like, now, well, season two is going to be interesting because there'll be I said in, in this, is it Kobe and Shaq? No, okay. No, okay. So we're going to a different yeah. season of uh but see the book magic. the book covers the whole dynasty, so oh does it? Okay. Yeah. I thought I only covered that with season. No, no, it covers the whole dynasty. And I think they even talked some Kobe and Shaq stuff in there. That's why I was wondering, is it the whole Lakers run? I think it's gonna be the whole I think what they want it to be if it goes as long is to be like season get, four, we get this Kobe Shaq. Okay. But like I feel like what you're trying to do here is you got yeah we got to get another uh, Magic verse Bird like we got to get some big time well, yeah I mean season. you got Lenny in the bottle with Magic Johnson right now I mean, he's killing it 
And you got to keep uh, Kareem as long as you can too, too. Yeah. So, so you want you want to show a little bit of that run. I think you want to eventually do Magic and Michael. Yeah, I think they would want to show a little Michael. Um, and then like that's what I'm saying. Like you do Magic and Bird this season, and then maybe Magic and Bird again, again next season with a little and Isaiah. Then again next season, and then at the third season you get Magic and Michael. Well, you got to have Isaiah in there if you're doing the Magic and Michael stuff. I think you can do both. Okay, fair. Well, then, yeah, I'm with you. And then season four, final season, Shaq and Kobe. Exactly. Especially since they showed Kobe in, like, the last episode. Yeah. So, uh, so, so getting buckets somewhere. <laughs> that was awesome. So we'll see what happens with uh, with that, but we got to keep going with winning time now. But let's yeah, talk facts. about the movies on the rise. Yeah, first. it's that set time of the show where we give you one show or movie that's coming out this week or that's been out for a little bit that we think you should watch. Sometimes we do more. It's called Movie on the Rise. And uh, this week I have the new anime that's out now. You can watch it either on Crunchyroll or Hulu called Spy Family. And it is incredible. It's about this spy that is like the best spy in the world. He has to go on this mission, which is to infiltrate this uh elementary school to get close to one of the world leaders who's trying to do a nuclear attack and to stop him he has to get close by pretending to have a family and have his daughter befriend the son of the world leader so he gets a fake family but it turns out the wife he picks is an assassin and his daughter has telekinetic powers which we don't know how she has it so spy family check it out it's incredible um i actually really want to see the harry potter movie Oh, the uh, Dumbledore thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Also, Sonic's out. So, and oh, I can. T- I'm. I'm gonna tell y'all the post credit. I don't give a damn about the. Po- I don't give a damn about the about spoiling the post credit. Shadow's gonna be in movie three. There's gonna be a movie three. Shadow, baby. Shadow the Hedgehog. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I know all that. All that Sonic stuff. Fuck yeah, we're about to get Shadow. That's incredible. I've been pitching that for forever. Now I don't know what happened to the movie because I need to go watch it which is why it's on Movie on the Rise, but I don't care about spoiling that Shadow is going to be in movie three. Fucking awesome. That's the post-credits. Uh, the only other thing I would say at the moment is uh, I guess there's that Choose or Die on Netflix. I'm, I might watch that. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, it's a movie. There's nothing really else on HBO Max either. Oh, Young Justice. Young Justice, yeah. Which we will talk about Are next we week. Are going to talk about that? Yeah, next oh, week. Next week. Yeah. All right, but yeah, so let's get into what we got to talk about now. All right, which one are we doing first? Uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, because you got to talk about the majority because I I fucking hate Stephen Grant, bro. I fucking hate Stephen Grant. Like, I'm so ready for this personality to get out of here. I hate that, like, he was tied to Mr. Knight in this episode. I hope that what everybody's predicting is that there's three personalities. And I hope that the third personality is the real Mr. Knight because Stephen Grant is not Mr. Knight. And I fucking hate it. But I love how Mark Spector took over for his ass and is like, yeah, bitch, you now in the backdrop. And he was like, I don't like it. I can't breathe. Shut up, Stephen. Your ass stay in there, nigga. And now we got the real Moon Knight. He was kicking ass. That shit was badass. And then we end up with Oscar Isaac going to Egypt so we get the backstory. So I'm hype on that. Uh, Learning that Oscar Isaac had a wife, weird. Like, like how doesn't Steven know that? Like, that's why I just don't like this Steven personality. I feel like they're just doing too much of him. 
to be mysterious, but like Moon Knight is Mark Spector. Like that's who we need to get. But I do also feel like they're going to do the Jeff Lemire story run where Moon Knight might wake up and he's in uh, uh, where he I don't want to say dreamed all of this, but because it really happened. But he ends up in a psych ward and it's like questioning his mental, like, did this happen or didn't this happen type thing at the end of everything? That's my theory. He's going to end up in one like he's going to get knocked out or something in the final fight. Wake up and it, all the walls are white. That'd be wild. And we don't know think, if it's real or not. I just think like Moon Knight's going to have so much to, to do in the TV verse. I don't know if they would do that unless they were going to. Oh, no, it's going to be real. Too, no, that, and that's then a- do the. What do you call it? What? The him and the eternal guy. And oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like he breaks out after that, goes join the team. But I think either way, if, even if that doesn't happen, that's just a theory. Like. The blade shit that's happening with, with werewolf by night and in uh the ebony blade homie black knight, but yeah, just this episode we got some moon knight fights. What I like, but like I'm just ready to get rid of Stephen Grant because oh boy, Arthur Farrell got the scarab and him and that girl had to dip out and then the jackal started and then he had to fight the jackal. He was getting his ass bust and then he Stephen had to uh, Mark Spector had to take over, baby. But we did learn that uh. Mark Spector is an avatar for Khonshu in that if Mark Spector doesn't do this, then Khonshu is going to choose his ex-wife. That's why Mark Spector is still trying to be Moon Knight because he doesn't want his ex-wife to be the avatar. Also, uh, Ethan Hawke told us that he was a previous avatar of Khonshu, but we don't necessarily know if he's telling the truth. I thought he was lying. Yeah, we're not 100% sure. So we shall see on that. But... I like Moon Knight. I understand why people have his problems. I'm every time Stephen Stephen uh, Grant or Stephen whatever his name is is on stage on screen. I'm just like ugh. Like when he said float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm Stephen with a V. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen with a V. H O S. No, I'm glad I don't remember that. Oh yeah, he was dressed up as Mr. Knight, one of the most badass people, and he just goes he he rolls up and he's like. Put him up, put him up. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm Steven with a V. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. God. Marvel and this cheesy ass shit. Matt Reeves would never. <laughs> <laughs> this is y'all's no. champion. A hot take. Phase four has been ass. I don't even think that's a hot take. Phase four has yeah, been the worst phase it's of definitely Marvel. definitely been the worst. The only thing like, I had was Spider Man. Like that's what I'm saying right now. DC I mean, is like, better than strange about the good. DC has been better than Phase Four of Marvel. Peacemaker has been the best comic book show, and the Batman's the best movie. You, you, there's no show better than Peacemaker, and there's no movie better than the Batman as of now. I think Marvel's reached this interesting pivot point where like they have to get a new direction. Yeah. So, like, what? But the but the but the interesting thing about that is. It's because their movies are coming out slow because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Because I feel like once we get the Dark Stranger, we'll be like, oh, okay, we get it. Hopefully. And once we get the, once we get the Thor, we're like, oh, okay. Hopefully, because I, I am not Guardians, hyped for that Black Panther movie. I think that Black Panther movie is going to be ass. No, like I, the, think, I think that's going to be bad. But, you know, I think this will, Doctor Strange will be good. Hopefully. What's the next one? Uh, Thor. Yeah. I think Thor is going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and then Black and Panther. I think Guardians is going to be good. And then I think Guardians is going to Yeah, get good. that out of there. But I'm ready for more Falcon Winter Soldier stuff. That's what. That's where my allegiances lie with Marvel. Yeah, curious about that. 
Yep, because that was that to me. That's still my favorite Marvel TV show to this day. And, I know, you know you're Loki guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's one I'd probably say. Um, but you know, it's hard to debate the success of those opening three shows. Mm-hmm. But it still has been a bad. It's been bad, bro. Start to the the new phase, phase. four has been but, a hot mess. But I mean, I just feel like Miss Marvel's gonna be ass too. Like Miss Marvel and Hawkeye were really are gonna be like. Let me not say Miss Marvel yet. Hawkeye was really bad. It wasn't great. And I feel like Miss Marvel's gonna be like that cheesy for kids, cheesy. But like, but at, least, kids, but at least that's how it's been marketed, and it's got that PG rating. True. So it's like, okay, you you get know what you're getting. True. And like, and, and, and look, there's nothing you. wrong if Marvel's gonna be the for kids brand. But let's stop holding it up like this big major thing. Like, we got to stop. If it's transitioning to this kid's brand, then cool. It's for kids. But, like, we can't compare that to Peacemaker or to, to the Batman. No, can't. you can't. So, but Moon Knight so far is never going to do that. No, never. And, like, Moon Knight proves that. That's the shitty thing. Like, Moon Knight was going to be the one to where if they were going to go there, that's the one you go there with. And now that makes yeah. me think Blade's going to not even be Blade. Like... How do you make a blade? Yeah, movie? but that's kind of scary things about blade. Cause like, how are you going to do blade without, exactly, uh, without like, blood? Being pretty yeah. Like blade. I haven't seen any blood in moon night yet. Like what? Crazy. Yeah. Like that's, that's true. Like, I'm just saying, like, I just want that to be known. Phase four is not looking good. You Marvel fans, y'all on notice. Like y'all keep telling y'all keep messaging me about Ezra Miller. Don't need to worry about what y'all got going on. I'm just telling you that I think in a month from now, dark strange is going to be out. I know. We're going to be like, and yeah, we're gonna see the X Men. And but see, I'm not even hyped for like. Okay, so Professor X, we're gonna see the Illuminati. We're gonna see Patrick and Stewart, probably, that's, and probably Wolverine. But that's not even this Marvel's Professor X. Like yeah. we have to, we have to realize that that is not that's the true. MCU's Professor X. And like, I don't give a damn about seeing Hugh Jackman. Like, no, I, I heard it's not gonna I, be Hugh Jackman. Okay, well then, oh, that's more ballsy. Like, give me Daniel Radcliffe. Like, if you really want me back on oh Marvel, my God, no give me way. Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine or Taron Egerton. That's not something he can do. Taron Anderson, maybe. I think I think Radcliffe could do it. You hate him. <laughs> It'd be amazing if he pulled hey, that off. Hey, Lyndon's Lyndon's Batman uh fan casting. Radcliffe as Scarecrow. Right, that's fine. <laughs> Let's go. And I, I had Jesse. I had Jesse Clemens is is Clayface. I thought you would like that. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> think a Clayface is gonna happen. Probably not. But I just had to give a bunch of castings. Uh, fucking Kenneth Branagh because of his tenant performance. Hugo Strange. Yeah, I thought that one was a good one. You yep. Do that. Yep. I like that one. Kit Kristen Stewart, Poison Ivy. Yeah. I was in my bag with that one. I was like, she would love that. Let LGBTQ character, someone who's about the earth. That's all Kristen Stewart, right there. Give her a shot. Yeah. And the Harley Quinn one was good too. We talked oh, about Victoria Pedretti? Or Victoria Pedretti, yeah. Pat myself on the back for that one. Pat myself on the back for that one. I love that one. And then having Hiro Yuki Sanada as, as Roz and Constance Wu as Talia. I feel like that's one of those things like if your TikTok blew up, then like I feel like Victoria Pedretti as Harley being the next Harley Quinn would like blow up on Twitter. I feel hey. like, like that's something that people on Twitter would be like, oh yeah, that is like a good one. Look, soon enough, my TikTok's growing by the day. Come join the following. But all right, what are we talking about next? Um, uh, close enough? Yeah, I've only seen, you know, three. Solid, you know, solid season. Solid. solid season, great. I, I don't know if it's better than season two yet, 
because I think season two is better than season one. But I will say I love what you're going to be looking at soon, that they brought back the regular show Halloween style episode where the characters sit around a thing and tell scary stories to each other. And it's like different vignettes of them seeing the Kinda scary like story. Yeah. So I enjoy, I really enjoyed their Halloween episode. I really liked what they're doing with close enough this season. Jason Manzoukas killed it. Uh, we get some regular show like Easter eggs as always. Yeah, it was great. That. And yeah, no, this season. I thought the first episode was really great. I mean, mm-hmm. with the, the Buffaloes and like yep. the jokes that they made about, you know, couples going on vacation, I thought was hilarious. You know, it's just they took a, to they see. have a joke later on that takes a shot directly at me and Curse right now because there's this there Josh and Emily are on this thing called Kidder where they're trying to meet other parents uh, who have kids to like go on to like hang out with because so while their kids yeah. hang out and one girl they meet this one family where the the daughter is all like covered there her face is all covered and then her and Candace go play and we never see the daughter again. And it turns out that the family's a dog family. And they're like, dog parents are parents too. Dog parents are parents too. And I was just like, wow, called out. Me and Curse been calling ourselves mom and dad in our house the whole time. It's just like, oh man. They're like marking the dog's height. And I was just like, ah, this sucks. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. But no, close they, enough. They, do, they do some really um, intelligent writing on that show oh they, they make fun of tiktok later in this they call it whim wham shit's hilarious <laughs> so yeah close enough is pretty strong uh i guess let's talk about the one episode of winning time we can wrap up okay took your advice nice winning time bro great episode this week great episode this great week. episode uh i think what's his name doing paul westhead uh from, oh uh your boy from marshall yeah jason siegel um jason siegel yeah, I'm just blanking on it. I think he's doing a really good job in this episode. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I'm ready to see. You know, they show the inklings of him and Pat Riley becoming friends. I guess, and then so the beef will we'll happen. But we see the beef. We see like the team's beef start in this episode too. When he was doing poetry, and Magic was like, "What the fuck are you saying?" Like Magic's like, "Huh?" And then Spencer Haywood's not liking him, and the team's gonna go to Magic to go tell Bus to get rid of him after the championship. But we also see Spencer Haywood start with crack which is sad because he wasn't going to do crack when he was playing. And then he got told he wasn't playing just because he was trying to uplift Michael Cooper. He didn't really mean Paul Westhead was a dunce. It was like, he just was trying to uplift Michael Cooper. And then Paul Westhead heard that and got, got, uh, I guess what's the word? Sour grapes. It was, yeah, got butt hurt and was like, yeah, you going to the bench, uh, which you call. And then when his coach woke up, he was like, play, play him, play Spencer, play Spencer. And Westhead was like, oh, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, but um, also, shoot, man. the shoe thing, wild. Magic was supposed to be Jordan, bro. Nike offered Magic the Jordan deal, and he turned it down to go to Converse for $100,000. I love the Phil Knight thing where he's like, yeah, he regretted. That was great. Yeah, I mean, he should, truly should. I mean, mm-hmm. the Jordan deal is amazing. Like yeah. all the extra stuff this week was great. Like Phil Knight, Mike, uh, Richard Pryor, all of that was great. Yeah, Richard Pryor. And then that yeah. girl's that Dr. Day, that was great too. Him breaking up with his daughter for magic. He was like, Look, just because you and just because you and my daughter ain't work, don't mean me and you can't get to that bag, brother. <laughs> he wanted his piece of magic, which was a big p- part of the show. Hey, but uh, I respect him because he was like, 
yes, I still want my piece of you, but it's business with us. Like we can keep that relate and I'll still be with you. Like, cause our relationship is business only. And Magic's like, I can respect that. Cause you come into me straight. Like, yes, I know you want a piece of me, but I'm getting a piece of you as well. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, the theme of the episode, when I was watching the thing at the end, the, the title is called in Latin, basically like we all die. Mm. And so I think, you know, I had to do a lot with what was going on with Paul Westhead and Jack McKinney, where Jack McKinney is like literally almost dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and all the stuff that Westhead was talking about with Pat Riley in the beginning with like the apprentice having to become the master. And that, that happens to Westhead anyway. <laughs> and, um, and then Magic or Urban dying in mm-hmm. a sense and Magic having to become Magic and realizing what he is now becoming you know where richard Pryor even says it himself like me and magic are white famous mm-hmm. and, and what that and what comes with that and that yep. turf and how he 80s. realized that he doesn't want how he realized that cookie wants him for him and how all sure. these other hoes just want him to get a get a check and well and same with the the, the girl's dad or dr day i mean he wanted his piece of magic yeah, but like, but Everyone. still, but but still, though, it was business with him. Like, I respected yeah. him, though. I don't respect Cindy bringing flowers when Magic didn't ask, got him looking crazy. I don't respect her, her talking all wild at the dinner with Doctor Buzz, trying to trying to flirt with Doctor. But like, come on, girl, we're not even dating. Like, before I go call Cookie, and I love how you send Doctor Day to get Cookie. Like, and Doctor Day was like, "Look, my daughter not in the picture. You do what you want." And her friend was like, "I'll go." <laughs> he was like, whatever, nigga. <laughs> he just walked. He just turned his back. I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, this show gets better every week. Yeah, it does. This this might have been the best episode yet. And we said that last week. Yeah, I mean, they're all just been really, really good. Yeah. You know, knowing that we're going to get to watch Jason Siegel and Adrian Brody cook in the next two weeks is going to be pretty interesting because that's the only thing we've been waiting for is because they're kind of the bigger name actors and they mm-hmm. haven't really had too much to do until this episode. And it's coming, so, especially it's coming. Adrian Brody. I'm hyped for that. Now the stuff with, with Dr. Oh. Buss and his mom was wild. Oh yeah, that was, that was poor Jeannie. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah. winning time, loving it. All right. I hyped up this show for so long. And it lived up to the fucking hype. <laughs> Did you like it? I like it. I just think it's hard for other to tell other people. Oh, that, yeah, because it, it's just, I, it, it's an undertaking. Look, and look. like the the issue I would say, and my criticism for it landing off the bat is that they, at least the ending of the third, gave me a reason where it's like, oh, I got to see the next episode. There's no action really in the first two episodes. There's in the first three episodes. It's a lot of exposition. It's you know, it's a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of you got to get to you. You have to get to the end of of you got to get to episode three. Once you get to episode three, you get rewarded for action. But episode one and two are interesting enough to where it's like, OK, if you like this shit, you'll be into it. But for example, our girlfriend's not going to like this. Shit. My girlfriend hates not watching that show. She's not watching that show. Well, I already tried to get my girlfriend to watch it because it's the kind of thing that she would watch. But that's what I said. But it's too much. It's too much subtitles. It's it's for for them. And I was like, okay, so that's okay. But the fact that Michael Mann directed the first episode, the director of Heat, you just see the it's it's so prestigious. Like having that neon Tokyo background with all the yakuza. I was like, this is awesome. Seeing my guy go 
through and have to take that test to get a job. I was just like, and the way it was shot was just beautiful. Meeting Miyamoto in the first one and learning how, like, you have to have police newspaper relations. I didn't know that in Japan. You can't really tell a story. You just have to report what the police say. Mind-blowing in episode one. All that shit. Then finding out the inner workings more so of the Yakuza in episode two with Sato and everything. And in episode three, that's when we get to the shit like, ooh, what's going on with the prostitute Samantha? Ooh, well, who captured she, she uh, got money? And exactly. She, like, are they about to deport his ass? Out. I feel like he about to deport her. That's what I was thinking Marino was doing. I think he worked for the government. I feel like he thinks she clowning. And then uh, what's going on with... Um, what's going on with her and that Yakuza guy? Sato. And I think Sato captured uh, Jake to go try to get him to tell stories about the other Yakuza. I think that's his plan. Oh, damn. You think? That's what I think he told the Oyuban. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm into this. I'm into it. And also, I got to say this. Netflix did not try when they casted Spike Spiegel. They didn't fucking try. They did not try to find diversity. They just said, hey, John Cho, Asian man, when Sato exists, Sato Sato fucking exists and Miyamoto exists. When I saw Miyamoto walking with that turtleneck in that in that jacket with that cigarette, I was like, that's Spike Spiegel. What are we fucking doing? What are we fucking doing? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with, with this show. It's like, and this is what I tried to explain to my girlfriend because she couldn't get past the Ansel Elgort thing. Uh, like, yeah. This is not about Ansel Yeah, he's, he's like the, he's not the best like, part of this. Like, he might be like, even though it follows him, he's not the best part of the show. It's like this, everybody this is, else is. What, what is, decade is this? The 80s? The 90s. The nineties. This is mm. this is Japan in the nineties. Yeah, and, you know we don't we don't get these stories. Yeah, Japan. These Japan stories. is more of the character in this too. Like, these are not shows point. that we get all the time. No, like, yeah, you know. And I'm sorry about you know because I disagree with things that Ansel Elgort has done. But same. But I gotta you know, I gotta watch this, this dude. Yeah. This dude worked. He worked. No, he did. He did. I mean, like he's making it work. Like that's the, you have. He has to do a good job for this show to work. And I mean, like. I mean, he he killed it. No, he definitely he's delivering did. those lines in in Japanese. Like when he starts speaking Japanese with people, yeah, like, it's believable. Yeah, here's Jake Adelstein. Like, yeah, man, like he, he is a, he is a, adapted to Jap- Japan. Like he is. It doesn't seem like an actor. Like, it just, just like, yeah, it it doesn't feel like oh, an actor reciting these Japanese. No, it seems like this dude. No, this dude is Jake Adelstein. Gotta give him credit for that for sure. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, but that's just like the whole thing about this character is that usually when you get you know, white guy in Japan, you know, even with what we had with Black Rain. It's like white savior. They're not immersed, you know, yeah. and it is white saviorish. But for this, like, he, you know, he even says it in the third episode, like, Japan is my home. Mm-hmm. And then even to the white savior point, that they, they even have a line in the thing about how, oh, you Americans think just because you do something, you're super talented, like you're the God's gift funny. to talent. Yeah, and it was like, nah, bro, we all out here. Like, you're just fucking human. And it was like, I like that they're being real. And boy, did I think I thought Tintin killed himself in episode three. Can't lie to you. Thought Tintin killed himself because the boss said the guys in the road better than him. Can't lie to you. I thought that's what he did when it was like, oh, he didn't show up in time. But he killed himself. Straight up. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Are they bringing in that form of like Japanese, like, uh, like that form of like stuff in Japan. I mean, they had talked a, about it enough because like, that's yeah, a real thing. thing. Realizes that there were so many suicides. That's what I'm saying. So, that's a real thing. Like because they fail those tests and because the pressure so on them to succeed in like work and stuff. And like, like they said in that episode, they were like, 
yeah, we're going to throw you one big last party because after this, your life is for us. Like, and if you don't succeed, like that shit becomes real. And that's why they, they commit suicide. And I thought Tintin did that. Damn. Yeah. That, that, that's a thought. It didn't, it didn't come for me. Like I didn't think of it. And, but that's just because I watch so many animes and like, I like, I know, like, I know that that's part of Japanese culture. Like that's just like a real thing. And like, but like the line stuck out to me when the lady was like, oh yeah, we're throwing y'all this party because after this, your life is for me. And like, they've been work, they work 24 seven pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't really think about all that. Like, that's why the intricacy, like, yes, this show is, is about the Yakuza. And yeah, there's like these murders that we got to solve. But like the intricacies of how like they show you Japanese life and like what it's like to be a Yakuza in Japan in the 90s. That's what I think makes this show special. Less so like the mystery. Like if you want a mystery detective show, wait for the Andrew Garfield show that's coming in a little bit, because that'll give you your mayor of Easttown vibe. But if you want to experience something special, that's what Tokyo Vice is. Like you said, it's it's about Japan as the character. We don't get stories like this often. No. So I'm excited to see where it continues to go. It's mm-hmm. been getting some good ratings that which I'm it's good. Ken Watanabe killed it, bro. The detective. He killed. Yeah, Ken Watanabe has been, you know, episode three. I think was really its turning point for this show, mm-hmm. honestly, because like with the relationship that they have now is kind of it's great. Interesting. Love seeing them go to like the fucking SWAT, the SWAT thing. I was like, oh man, like he's in it now. Like now the the, the show that was pitched in the trailers here after episode three, like you said, yeah. going with the detective, finally these yakuza stuff. Like that, this shit's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and see, that's like, why I think early it's, on. Oh, go ahead. Early, oh, even early on that episode, read the air is what it's called, and like that was the conversation that the two Yakuza guys, Sato and the guy with the ponytail, they were walking down the thing, and he's like, you know, you gotta like read the situation better. Like that's your but issue. Sato did not do like, that when he beat that dude ass. Mm-mm. So I <laughs> mean, he shows even more that he's not reading the room. So mm-hmm. like, I think maybe even Jake. Jake's not reading the room either. Yeah, for sure. He's like, they're just gonna create fire mm-hmm. and that's two. why in the beginning when he would go talk to the yakuza about a boss it doesn't look like it's sato's boss that's what leads me to think he's about to write about the rival gang yeah so that's a, that's a good point i didn't think about that i'm really excited about thursday oh yeah no i love this show i'm in it i am in tokyo vice man i am in it 100 percent. but i do acknowledge what you said that this show is not for everybody it's just not it's just not because it's just gonna it's a lot to it's a lot to take in. It is. To, yeah, it is. The first three episodes. Because like, it's half know, English, half Japanese. Like, you have to listen and also be ready to read. Sometimes 75% Japanese. Yep. That's but I mean, fact. that's the best part of it is that they, they can, like... They do know, that. Him yeah. and Samantha, too. Like, Got to give her a prop because she sounds natural, too. Like, didn't think... Like, like every non-Japanese person that they have speaking Japanese, we have not seen someone falter unless it's that Italian woman, but she's supposed to falter. Yeah. She's supposed to sound like that, though. But people who are yeah, supposed I mean, to be like, they're there, they sound natural, which is awesome. Yeah, and it doesn't sound... It, it, I mean, it's, it sounds like big, and they are. They're delivering it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's one thing to, like, you know... I don't know how they would even do it. Like, that, and that's the thing. Like, Ansel Elgort, love him or hate him, is a sort of large name in mm-hmm. the Hollywood space, and he committed... To learning Japanese to do this role. Yeah, he did. That, that's wild. Like, like if, I'm gonna be honest. If he didn't have that charge, dude would be a big actor right now. Dude would be a huge actor right now. Yeah, 
Like, uh, like if he didn't have that accusation, dude would be huge. But you know, he, he got to deal big, with that. Ya- big time yassification for Jake Adelstein. That's the one thing I keep thinking to myself. I'm like, I just got to remember that Jake Adelstein would not be pulling these hoes. Yeah, bro. Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like he does not look like Ansel Elgort. Dude looks like a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> when That's he was like the one thing when, I gotta keep in mind. When he was talking to Miyamoto, like and Miyamoto, this fine ass dude is like, "Yo, what do you tell to these American women?" And I'm like, "You, I, I know in real life, you did not ask ugly ass Jake Adelstein <laughs> what do you say to these hoes? Like, because I know for a fact he did not know. <laughs> yes." <laughs> I know American women would have looked at him and said, ew, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, if Jake Adelstein actually looked like that, he wouldn't have moved to Japan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact he would not. Like, bro, dude, dude, just like, please just go Google Jake Adelstein. That's all y'all gotta go do. Just Google him. He does not look like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, it's hey, crazy that to believe me, that a lot of this is true. Look, that gives me hype that if we ever make a movie about us, I can get Michael B. Jordan to play me. <laughs> the asphyxiation of Lyndon. Yes, bro. Or I get John David Washington to play me or Jonathan Majors. I feel like Jonathan Majors would be like a yesification, but I feel like that's more on point than me getting Michael B. Jordan. Well, I want um, Andrew Garfield, man. <laughs> All right, that's, I can dig that. Like, yeah, we can do that. And then we get Brooklyn. I, who would Brooklyn be? I'm trying. We get Lakeith for Brooklyn. All right. We get Lakeith for Brooklyn. All right, we got it. Lakeith, Andrew, and Jonathan Majors. I think that's good casting for the Bros Who Think podcast movie. And Charles, Charles could be, um, let's see. Hmm, I'm trying to think of like a blonde Will actor. Will Poulter. <laughs> no, he's like Jesse Plemons to play Charles. <laughs> and Justin, hold on. We got to finish up the casting. Let's see, Justin. Justin is not Michael B. Jordan. I'm letting it be known, Justin. Sorry, brother. Justin, we're getting, trying to think of like a light skin act, like Justice Smith. Oh. <laughs> That'll work. From Voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh what about Krissa? Krissa? Let's see who we get to play Krissa. I'm trying to think. We need someone with some hair. I think of like a yeah. black actor. Hold on. We're doing this. We're just casting the bros you think movie real quick. Let's see. Actors in their 30s. <laughs> oh, Chris, um, I know who we get Ray J. Paul. Okay. We're getting Ray J. Paul. Yeah, man. He can get the Krissa hair. Fuck yeah! Better than I have than, than the names I had. <laughs> we're getting Ray J. Paul for Chris. Okay, I'm in it. And then who oh. else we got to get? Who else we got to get? Ian. Okay, who could be Ian? Let's see. Hmm. No, we're not giving Ian. <laughs> Adam Driver too big of a name for Ian. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we give Ian like Jamie Dornan. <laughs> At least I'm giving you Jamie Dornan, Ian. He's trying to give you Noah Centino. <laughs> yeah, they got about the same degree of popularity. <laughs> That's hilarious. And we get Aya Cash to play both London and Lucia. <laughs> Damn, it's wild. <laughs> That's a good casting, huh? We just make it one person. <laughs> 
Damn. That's hard. That's hard. Bruce, you think you gotta get Justin uh, Ivy? Oh yeah, we do have to get Justin Ivy. We get like a oh, that we use that as a moment to get like an older actor to come in as like a sage, <laughs> like, like a Gary Oldman type. Oh my god, no way! Just like someone old Russell. Got it. Got it. Uh, Russell my man's Crow? no, no, not Russell Crowe. Nicholas um, Cage. We get Nicholas okay. Cage to play Justin Ivy. <laughs> Killer. By the way, Nicholas Cage. I heard that movie's good. I did too. His his interview went really well on Reddit. So, so yeah, see that too. But that's pretty much all we got this week. Tokyo Vice. Y'all need to be watching. It's fucking great. All right, well, Landon, let us know what's going on with the Frozen Thing Network. A lot of good stuff dropping this week. Make sure y'all check out Anime Talk dropping this week. The new episode of the Manga Melee Podcast, episode, uh, Chapter 2, excuse me. Chapter 2 is dropping this week, so y'all check that out as well. Bros Who Think Podcast dropping this Thursday. We have guest Slick coming on the show. Um, and, yeah, One Piece Reviews, be on the lookout for that. And Run It Back, we'll be back soon enough. Be ready. It's coming back sooner than you think. Dark night. Dark night, yes, sir. All right. Um, oh, you follow me at LinBWT. Follow my TikTok, Lennon James Burton. We're trying to get to over 100 followers. We are at 98 right now. And trust me, you want to be following. I get good con- we got great content over on TikTok. Yeah, you've been doing good about getting it on there. I'm trying. Four a day, man. I've been trying. Gary V four said day. that's how you blow up. Sometimes Are you doing I, four day, really? Sometimes I do two. Sometimes I do three for the most. But I try to hit four a day. Oh, wow. So, All right. Well, uh, for me, that's why my numbers on, have been going up. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hshuber14, uh, Letterbox Adam BWT. I'll get into the TikTok game soon enough, probably in the summer. Yes, sir. I get some stuff sorted out, and uh, and yeah, we'll be back here every week for the Bros Who Been podcast. We'll do more Tokyo Vice next week. More winning time. Uh, we're getting in Atlanta. Being able to do some movies, we'll do Atlanta. Um, Under the banner, heaven's closer, getting close. Yep, two we weeks. We got some good stuff to come. So, yep. Um, but hope everywhere, everyone out there catches us again next week and has a great week. And as always, keep binging. <laughs>